0: All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Millennial Sales Podcast. This is episode 211. I'm your host, Tommy Tahoe. Uh, It's Monday morning, it's the last week of the quarter. Um, I'm pumped up. I don't know about you guys, I don't know if you can feel it through your headphones, but I'm excited. I'm closing out my uh, first quarter uh, at Gong at my new role, Uh, and things are progressing. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. You don't want to let the cat out of the bag too soon, but things are looking on a good note. Uh, If you haven't hit your number yet, work those timelines. If you have, start building it up for Q2 because that new number is going to be hanging over your head soon enough. Um, But you didn't come to this podcast to hear me pep talk you um, about how to hit your number. You came for some good advice, and I've got that in spades today. Um, I'm really excited about today's guest, uh, Kayla Citron thaler uh, she is the business development team lead over at Domino Data Labs. You've probably seen her on LinkedIn. She talks about um, you know, prospecting, video prospecting, how to kill it as an SDR, even some CrossFit stuff here and there if you're into that. And of, of the millennial spotlights I've had the last few weeks, uh, Kayla's is the most tactical. And there are some episodes that are, are here to uplift you. There's some to uh, make you think about different things. Kayla's just like, get your notepad ready because you need to write down things. If you want to book more meetings, point blank. If you want to book more meetings, you want to hit your number as an SDR. Uh, If you want to prospect as an AE, this is a great 15 to 20 minutes of invested time for you to help crush that. That's all I'll say. Um, And we're going to get to the interview in one second. One quick shout out. Uh, The only thing I'm really asking for uh, out of value from you is if you could go to Apple, Apple subscribe, leave a review. It helps me to grow the show. It helps me to get better guests. Uh, You can always contact me. I'm Tom Malemo on LinkedIn. I'm Tommy Tahoe. Pretty much everywhere else. Um, Okay. Without further ado, let's get straight into this conversation with Kayla. Really excited for it. Let's go. All right. Kayla Citron Thaler. Welcome to the Millennial Sales Podcast.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm
0: excited to have you on. We're we are we've already got the energy up to like probably like an 8 <laughs> out of 10. I think we can bring it up a little bit more, but we're we're st- we're on a good spot to start with, I'd say.
1: I would say so. I bring the energy, so <laughs> we'll be at I a 10 by, by the it. end.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um so how are things going? It seems like you've been it looks like you've been at Domino Data Lab, great company for about a year now. At uh, you know, Team lead, it looks like, moving up the ranks. So how are things going? How's, how's 2021 treating you so far? So
1: 2020 and 2021 have been great. I know it was a hard year for everyone, especially shout out to all the BDRs because mm-hmm. it was a hard year. Um, honestly, I've been heads down and focusing just on being a good team member at Domino. And it's played in my favor. I recently joined into the team role, team lead role, and just being able to lead the team. And that's new for me and always been kind of a goal for me. Um, But just being heads down, hitting quota, putting in the time that it takes, whether that's eight-hour days or whether that's 12-hour days, making sure that I'm hitting quota no matter what and putting my time where it matters and staying organized.
0: I love it. I love it. And we were... We were talking a little bit about like, and, um, and, you know, I do, we both do things outside of, you know, our job, right. Like on LinkedIn or webinars, or obviously we're on a podcast right now. Um, But I'd, I'd love to just, if you could muster up like a rant about some of uh, you know, some people that spend like, you know, 10 hours a day on, and now it's clubhouse, but before it was, people were kind of hot on Twitter in January. And then it was like LinkedIn all of last year. And like, that that shit is helpful, but it doesn't matter if you're not hitting your number, right? And like you just said, like, I'm hitting my number no matter what.
1: So I would say if you are hitting your number, it's okay to be on those communities. And those communities are really helpful because we're all remote. But if you aren't hitting your number, spending hours and hours in one of those communities is not going to help you hit your number. You need to be heads down and organize your time. So set calendar blocks to do different activities that you're doing. So maybe for an hour you're doing cold calling, an hour you're doing video, an hour you're working people through the cadences, an hour you're prospecting. I'd actually break it down your day exactly like that, except with more time in each activity. And once you've completed your activities, if you are exceeding how many ops you have to create per week, great. Yeah, spend time in Clubhouse. Same with people who are job searching spending time in those communities will not get you that job what you should be doing is researching companies that you want to work for and creating videos and differentiating yourself yes there may be connections in clubhouse but most likely it will not get you the job so make sure you are spending your time where you need to to see results at the end of the day when you come to the end of the quarter you saying i made a lot of connections in clubhouse your sales director isn't gonna say great. Your sales director <laughs> is gonna say, "Did you hit quota?" So right. at the end of the day, that's what matters. Prioritize your number first, and then if you have time at the end of the day, make time for those communities.
0: Yeah, I love that, and I I, I want to go a little bit further on the time blocking. I'm a big fan of that. It's one of the first things I tell people when they get into sales because you're you're coming from probably a very unstructured life. As you know, if you came from straight from college or school which a lot of us do. Uh, Some people come from another career, but um, you might come from unstructured time and then you really have to get super structured and prioritized as a BDR so that you don't just get flown all over the place and you have a really hard job to do. So uh, could you walk me through that a little bit more detail, like how you structure, like how much time roughly you're putting to different things in each day?
1: Yeah. So When I was in the BDR role, what I would do every morning, I'd have 30 minutes to check my new leads. So that's the first thing I'm doing every day, whether they're in Salesforce, whether they're at HubSpot. I'm going through my leads list. I'm making sure I have no untouched leads. That will make my manager happy and I'll work my inbound leads. Then what I'm doing is I'm calling and that's my first call block. I'll usually do that for an hour. And I have about the same structure every single day. So it'll be a call block. Then I'll do prospecting. So I've already prospected people. They're already running in the funnel. So there's already people to call. Then I'm prospecting. And at Domino in general, I like to have my BDRs prospecting in two accounts per day, 10 people per account. So that way you're prospecting 100 new people per week. You still have enough time for that personalization. And so you're not just mass blasting these people. You're actually taking the time to put thought and research Then what I'll do is I'll usually have another hour of research. So researching my people, what articles have they written? And I'll spend honestly no more than two minutes researching someone. If I can't find anything, then it's knowing the pitch and understanding the pain of my customer. I'll usually take a lunch or I won't take a lunch. I recommend taking a lunch. (laughs) (laughs) So reset, take a walk, get outside. And then you come back in, you'll do your second call block. So you have your call blocks. You may want to stagger them out throughout different days, right? So you're not calling someone at the same time every single day. And I don't actually call by time zone. I just call people in the morning, call them in the afternoon, and I switch up the time blocks by day. Then what I'm doing is videos, an hour to an hour and a half on videos. And these people are all being worked through cadences. So it's not random. It's not saying, here's all my 30 people I'm working on a video today. It's who's on that step. And then it's remainder of, steps you have to work. And then I do some admin or buffer work at the end of the day. So making sure that if I have outstanding emails that I have to reply to, meetings, maybe I need to, something I always recommend is clean out your inbox because it will just become overwhelming. And so at least either delete out emails, set uh, filters on Gmail or put them in the right folders and make sure inbox is clear. So every day you can come in and your inbox is clear
0: hmm. So I know you're big on videos. And I was talking to someone about this recently, who's a new BDR. It's like, I'm hearing about video, like, I'm not really sure what what that's all about. Like, could you give me like the the play by play on exactly how you're using it? Like, is your face in the bottom left corner of the screen? Is it all of your face? Like, you mix it up, like what you're talking about, all that stuff. I'd, I'd love to hear it.
1: So if you're not using video, I just want to make it very clear that I haven't missed a quarter of quota, eight quarters straight in a row. And Ooh. I would have not hit for seven of those quarters, the past seven, without video. So let's just like be clear uh. that video works. I've been selling into a very technical persona. I've been selling into BI leaders, data science leaders, IT leaders. So when people say, Oh, well, I sell into this industry, I say, Cool, excuse. Have you tried it yet? <laughs> Have you sent a hundred videos? I think people sell themselves short. So they say, Oh, well, I sent two videos. Cool. Did you send two emails and get a response? No. Yeah. So what I do is the screen share. As I'm doing research, I will record on something. And if there's nothing else to record on, I'll just record on their LinkedIn page. But let's say I'm looking at their posts that they've posted, and today I was working with one of my BDRs and there was a post that someone said they were hiring. And so recorded the video straight on that hiring post. They're familiar, their face is actually on the profile, and then you have the post. And my face is in the bottom bubble because the problem I think some people do is they make the video just their face. No one cares about you. They want the familiarity of themselves. So as you're doing research, those are all places to do video, whether it's the annual report, whether it's on their LinkedIn, whether it's an article they liked, it could be anywhere. And so you're recording that and they have that familiarity. Your script usually goes along the lines of, hey, name, the reason for my video is blank. So maybe the reason for my video is you're hiring. And generally when I'm talking to other insert personas, they're having frustrations around blank. So you have to know their pain. This is the reason why companies like customer X and customer Y are using Domino to whatever they're trying to do to centralize their data science work, which in turn, what result are they getting in turn accelerates research, allows their data scientists to be more productive when they join the team and whatever else it is. You could call it a specific number. So you're using that social proof of, Hey, Lockheed Martin uses Domino. And then it's maybe, and Lockheed Martin actually saves $4 million a year because they've been able to reduce the amount of DevOps engineers supporting data science. Would it be worthwhile to have a conversation? Done.
0: Mm. Okay. And (laughs) you, all right, there's two things I want to point to. One, I just want to like, I love that. We should get a transcript of this because people can (laughs) just copy and paste that onto a a Google sheet. Yeah. Uh, But you use the word You use a lot of great verbiage there, but one of them was that like, you know, these other customers are using it because their their frustration is X. I love that terminology. I know that's very subtle, but it's just helping to kind of frame the problem and frame how many other similar companies are doing that. And if you know if you know what the frustration likely is of your prospect, they're gonna feel seen and they're gonna, you know, be more likely to have that message hit home. So I wanted to call out that one word. My follow-up question. Mm -hmm. is what do you put in the email?
1: Yes. So actually, I want to give a shout out to Ned Eric. That was his. his, Ned. (laughs) Shout out, Ned. (laughs) Um, But you want to call out pain always. Stop feature selling. Don't say, oh, well, you can collaborate. What's the pain that people are dealing with? Usually in the email, I keep it short and sweet. Hey, name, I created a video for you. It's less than a minute, I promise. Done. (laughs) Send it off. You don't want to tell them what's in the video. You want them to click. And I like Morgan Ingram's title, which says person's name plus my name hyphen quick video. Mm. What I'll usually do is a like a bump. So I'll reply to it and say thoughts, question mark. So you don't want to just, I think the reason why people don't do video, A, they're, they don't know how to do it, and B, because they think it's a waste of time. So why not have a reply that says thoughts, or I have a Giphy that says What did you think? And then later down in the cadence, I'll have another email where I'll say any feedback on the video I created for you, I'll Mm -hmm. put in the video and I'll have another bump that says, what did you think? So those are four touches in my email cadence that use video. So when someone says, oh, well, I'm creating a video, it takes a lot of work. Yeah. You just got four emails out of that.
0: Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I I love it. I love the bump, um, you know, aspect of it. And I think your point people think like oh each video is going to take me like 20 minutes to make and it's like no you just do it on the first take as long as you don't completely blunder over all your words if you make a mistake or two i actually think that's kind of like showing the human side at least in my opinion um but you can bang them out fairly quickly and then to your point you have all these other uh messages that you could send on top of that that's going to help with the cadence
1: exactly and there's. There's actually a few webinars I've been in, one with Morgan Ingram. There was one with Vidyard. So if anyone needs help, check those webinars out because they're all about video and creative prospecting.
0: I love it. I love it. Um, all right. So uh, the last piece I want to get into is around, you know, you've you've taken on that role of team leads, you know, starting to really kind of, uh, you know, work and, and manage and lead a team of BDRs. Uh, you're talking a little bit about onboarding before. I'd love to hear you, you know, kind of go off about that.
1: So especially in a remote world, we need to have great onboarding. And so something I've made really a huge effort of my role as the team lead is to have really good onboarding. So the way that I structure it is my BDR will do a exercise on their own and I've created a set of questions that go with that exercise. So it could be a video that they watch for an hour. There's a set of questions, which shows that I've actually watched that video also and taken the time. So they're not in it alone. And then we'll have a half an hour conversation to connect the dots. And so you start to compile this knowledge and there's compound knowledge and they start to connect concepts, which they wouldn't have connected on their own. And so it's always that structure. It's, Hey, do this on your own. Okay. We have a session to talk about it together. and especially with more technical products. That's so important. Mm. And then I'll do prospecting with them. I'll do calling with them. And I know it takes a lot of time, but to me, it's worth it because they're remote and the quicker they get onboarded and kind of the more hands-on, the more successful they will be. So maybe it's my new BDR actually created her first op today. She's only been on for three days and we walk through how to create an opportunity and what that process looks like. And so I think onboarding is a big piece of it and having these exercises so people can actually process the information. So I'd say that's honestly the biggest part of, of my new role. And I would say the second biggest part is usually I have one-on-ones with my team team members for 30 minutes. And today I decided, hey, personalization is really important to our leadership. Let's do an hour and they bring five people to that meeting. And we do research together. and We craft that messaging together. So it's showing your team that you're in it with them. This thing I've really seen with leaders who aren't successful is they're not actually familiar with what's happening on the ground. And they can't coach around that. So I would say really setting time to help coach and also setting time to have a strong onboarding program. And maybe if you don't have enough time, having your team leads to help out with that of maybe coaching around calls, but really having a strong onboarding program because if you don't have strong onboarding, there's gonna be problems later down the line.
0: Well, people are going to churn or, and or they're not going to be as successful in the role, right? Like if I've heard someone say, like, if you don't have the time to coach, then you don't have the time to lead a team, you know, yeah. like you, <laughs> you, you just, especially when it's a BDR team where folks are coming in on their first, you know, likely their first sales job, uh, you can't just expect everyone to, to pick it up in a remote environment and just go off to the races. So um, the best bosses I've had always were willing to roll up their sleeves and get tactical and help with if it's personalization on an email or whatever it might be. So I love that concept.
1: Yeah, it's working so far. We'll see how how it works (laughs) with the rest of the team. Man,
0: Kale, I gotta say you in like, however many minutes we've been talking 14, 15, (laughs) something like that, you've dropped just like a lot of great tactical advice. Like we went through, um, you know, how to time block, went through, you know, the videos with, if you got a transcription service, you now know what to say on that (laughs) video um, you know, into, you know, kind of the bump email into some of the things around onboarding. Uh, is there anything that we left off? Anything that like is, is, uh, is top of mind for you that you'd want to pass along to the other millennial sellers out there before we, uh, tune off for the day?
1: So I have a few tips for individual contributors or BDRs or even salespeople. So mm-hmm. what I would say, if you're starting out in your career, share what's working, so that's really how I got known at Looker, how I got known at Domino is I was sharing videos that were working, different tactics that were working, and people started to see me. I would say also, I know it's hard in a remote world, but if you can find top performers and connect with them, maybe there's a Slack channel that has all the deals that are closing, connect with those people, because I would have not moved up at Looker as quickly as I had, had I not connected with Jeff Garcia, who owned Walmart. So try to seek out those connections i know it's really challenging in a remote world and then time walk i would say is so important i know we just touched upon that and connect with other sdrs on your team i would say if you're spending your time outside of like the hands-on work connect with your successful team members and ask them what they're doing and implement that in your process don't be afraid to try something new
0: yeah let's let let just talk about this for one second because (laughs) We're talking about the external sale. Obviously, that's your first job. Your second job, though, is internal selling, right? It's being yeah. your own advocate. If you're doing things well, like no one is going to know about you, especially, you know, if you're at a very small startup, you know, word can spread and things like that. But if you're at, you know, a Fortune 500 company or you're at Salesforce, you're one of these massive organizations, no one is going to know who you are, truthfully, um, unless you start to advocate for yourself. Uh, Unless you start to network with other folks, Uh, we're in a remote spot. So it's like, it's kind of awkward. You have to set up the 15 minute Zoom call, they have coffee or whatever, but you have to do that type of stuff. Um, Especially if you're new to a company, if you're at a bigger company, you're trying to move up and you don't know folks. um, It's just one of those things that you have to do to kind of help build your brand on top of all the other great work that you're going to do.
1: And I would say also, not just connecting with your team, but connecting with those people that are gonna be involved in your day-to-day, whether it's sales ops, maybe Mm. you need to get approval from sales ops, whether it's marketing ops, all those people that you will need to ask for things, do introduce yourself to them and connect with them first, versus your first ask being, your first connection with them being an ask. So actually put time on their calendar, ask about their role, understand what they do, And I think you'll work better with people. So I agree completely, like be your own advocate because no one else will be your own advocate. And I think that's one of the biggest factors of my success is that I've shared my success. People see that. And like, for example, today in Slack, I shared probably 50 videos that I've sent to prospects. And I said, here's the videos, have at it. And then people Mm -hmm. can come and ask you questions but you're sharing what works. No one's gonna steal your stuff. No one cares. If you're seeing success, you're sharing that success, and your that success is having kind of a domino effect. You will be seen for that.
0: Mm, absolutely, absolutely. You gotta give freely and know that you know ninety nine percent of people actually aren't even gonna take you know what you're saying. They just want to kind of see it. So um, I love it, uh, Kayla. This was great. This is a great episode. <laughs> I appreciate you coming on. Um, and you know, I'm got fingers crossed that you're going to go nine, uh, quarters in a row here, uh, hitting that number. <laughs> I hope we so. Can't, we can't let this be the one that breaks the chain when we're doing the podcast.
1: <laughs> it won't be because I'm not spending all my time in clubhouse.
0: There, <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> Appreciate it, Kayla. <laughs> all right, everybody. Happy March. Thank you for listening to that episode while you're walking the dog or doing your laundry or prospecting, whatever you're up to. Uh, Please head over to Apple, leave a review, five-star review. Helps me grow the show. Uh, Hit me up on LinkedIn, Tom Malamo, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Tom Tahoe. Peace.